Dr. Michael Roizen. Dr. Michael Roizen. You, the Owner's Manual Radio Show. You're listening to You, the Owner's Manual Radio Podcast on Radio MD, iHeart, or wherever you download us from. Thank you very much for doing so. You're the reason that we do these. This is episode 1137B. The Bs are always great guests. And Dr. Haddad, Alex Haddad, is with us. He is the co-author of Healthy No Matter What, How Humans Are Hardwired to Adapt. Um, He has written this with his daughter, Kamen Haddad Garcia. Um, But we have the senior member here, Alex, with us. Um, He is a physician and is interested in how humans are hardwired to adapt. That's the subtitle of the book. So, um, Dr. Haddad, where do you practice now? In Toronto, Canada. In Toronto. And um, in Toronto, there's also a Cleveland Clinic Toronto, I should mention, that, is, that does executive health. But the main thing I wanted to mention is we are sponsored by Lights First Naturals. Um, they're the makers of True Biotics and um, as well as Bovine Colostrum, two products I take. Um, and you'll see why by going to their website on the double-blind, randomized, controlled studies. Dr. Dodd, in here you talk about how we are a marvel, and in fact, chapter 12 is titled, You're a Formidable Marvel. What do you mean by that? It's, by the way, it's a great chapter and a wonderful chapter. So tell us what you mean by that. What we mean by that is that, and that relates very much with the subtitle of the book, that we are hardwired to adapt. So to answer the question, we need to focus on the core term, which is to adapt. And what we mean by adapting or adaptability is the capacity that we humans have to change in response to the inevitable challenges that we face through our lives. And then become better equipped to thrive. Okay? So we are, as opposed to most other living creatures who are uh, equipped with the tools that are needed to change in response to local and, and uh, challenges, we humans have the capacity to adapt to change itself. Okay? And that allows us to thrive almost under any set of circumstances. And when it comes down to our health, uh, we uh, have been adopting a fresh definition of health, which has adaptability, adaptation right at the core. So for us, health is the ability to adapt to the inevitable challenges that we face through life. And we have reviewed data from millions of people from all over the world. And consistently, the message we are getting is that we are capable of feeling healthy no matter what. It doesn't matter what kind of circumstances we find ourselves in. We, in most cases, uh, report our health to be positive. One of the questions you pose in that is the question, in general, how would you rate your health? Excellent, very good, good, fair, or poor. And how do we... So it's only the people who say fair or poor 
who are not, um, if you will, optimistic or how, how do the two relate? I'm so glad you, you have asked me this question because uh, by looking at health as the ability to adapt, then the question is, who can decide whether you are healthy? If we followed the definition by the World Health Organization, it would have been, or our traditional approaches, we would need a physician, a doctor, or any other health professional to determine whether we are healthy or not. When we are looking at our capacity to adapt, it seems that that question, which is a self-assessment, is a, is a, just as you said it, and I would like to invite those who are listening to us now to answer it. In general, would you rate your health as poor, fair, good, very good, or excellent? If you say poor or fair, that means your health is negative. And if you report your health as good, very good, or excellent, then your health can be regarded as positive. And the most fascinating thing, and again, this relates with why we are a formidable marvel. It seems that this apparently simple question is like a barometer. Okay? It, look, there is a, a study published in 2022 uh, with data from more than 700,000 Americans that show that people who report their health as poor live on average by the age of 40, 23 years less than somebody who reports their health as excellent. Just that simple question. And then we have looked at the scientific literature on self-reported or self-assessed health. And by the way, we have data from millions of people, as I mentioned, from thousands of publications. And this simple question is able to predict even the behavior of over more than 50 blood tests. It, it also predicts whether a person who is living with cancer will survive for three years or not. And it can predict that sometimes even better than a medical specialist could or formal tests. Now, one of the, the keys is, um, is it that people who regard their health as fair or poor are not able to adapt or have their body has stopped adapting or their mental state has stopped adapting? Or how do you, how, what, what do you judge that? Okay, so first of all, uh, as I mentioned earlier, somehow, and again, that makes us the formidable marvel. So somehow this question invites us to assess everything that is happening with us, okay? Because it reflects blood tests, it reflects your physical health, your mental health, and that has been shown consistently by research. So what we did was we decided to ask people why they rated their health as poor or fair, to try to get some insights as to what is why this is the case. And what we found was that in more than 90% of cases, the reasons had nothing to do with medicine or with diseases per se. Okay? So it has to do with high levels of stress that they were facing or loneliness. Loneliness seems to be a big, big problem. Uh, a disconnection from others, lack of meaning and purpose in their lives, in their work, uh, family problems, um, uh, financial concerns, big one. Okay? So a uh, lack of time to exercise, to do things that they enjoy. So when we look at health as the ability to adapt, you see all these non-medical issues become very, very relevant. And yes, in a small 
an important number of cases having a disease and having symptoms from a disease okay, and suffering from that is the main reason why people would say that the health is poor or fair. I think we should bring up that issue one more time because it's so important is if you think your health compared to others you're in your cohort is fair or poor, um, then you have a much greater chance of developing a disability or death in the next three years than if you say your health is good, very good, or excellent. And so that's a question that you bring up that, that we should answer repeatedly. Yes, uh, we should as often as possible, and particularly when you feel that you are, oh, you see, when you feel that something might not be right, because if your answer is, my health is poor or fair, our suggestion is to consider that as an emergency. You need to do something about that quickly and seek professional help from, from the medical, from the healthcare sectors. If the reason for your answer okay, could be addressed uh, uh, by the healthcare system. Otherwise, you, the second question is why? You see, what motivated me to, to give this answer? And then the third key question is what do I need for my health? to become good, very good, or excellent. And those three questions together provide a lot of valuable insight as to what to do next and what kind of support to see. Are those people, have you looked at anything um, once they say their health is poor or fair that shows they are capable of regaining health or adapting? In other words, one of the points you make in this book so well is that we are hardwired to adapt. Um, and this is a key question. So is there a point where it's gone too far mentally where they can't adapt or physically? Okay, so let's begin with a physical example, which is very frequent. You have pain and, and it's acute pain coming from a tooth abscess. Let's you have an abscess in one of your teeth. Uh, your health, because your pain can be really unbearable, your health would be reported as poor or fair at that time. As soon as your abscess is drained, the pot comes out and the pressure on your tooth uh, is relieved, then you would report your health as, as good, very good, or excellent. Uh, so something similar happens with psychological reasons. You may have some tensions at work. You may have a big disagreement with a coworker or with a family member that creates a lot of stress and anxiety. But once the situation is solved or you realize that there is nothing you can do, then your chances of uh, regaining positive health increase. So this is a very dynamic issue that, again, uh, emphasizes what you just suggested, which is to assess your own health repeatedly, okay? Especially when you notice that things in your life are, are, are becoming more challenging. Now, I have to ask you about the cover of the book, because one of the things on the cover of the book I have not seen explained in the book, and I should tell our uh, listeners I've only read about half of the book, so it may be explained, 
but there are three normal looking apples on the cover and one apple that looks like a square block, not a normal apple. Um, what's the symbolism there and, and why did you decide that as the, as the, the cover? Yeah, well, these and it may be, of course, pushed by the publisher who, uh, but my guess is this is yours. Well, we did it together. We had great, uh, a great team uh, from the publishers working with us. So what we are trying to, to reflect with that cover is that we have an opportunity to look at health in a completely different way to what we are used to. Okay, so that immediately should give a, a reader, as it did in your case, to notice that there is something different going on here. And the main different thing that is happening is that instead of looking at health as the absence of disease or as a complete state of physical, mental, and social well-being, which has been the definition of health since 1948 when the World Health Organization was created, we okay, have an opportunity to look at health as an ability that we can learn, that can become stronger, that can be taught, that can be changed, and that gives us control over our own lives, which is different from what you are used to. And that if you accept the invitation to look at health differently, many, many possibilities you see, for a long and healthy life would open to you. We've been talking with the author of Healthy No Matter What, How Humans Are Hardwired to Adapt, Alex Haddad, J-A-D-A-D, -A -D, who's a physician um, and shares a kinship with me since he's an anesthesiologist. Um, and uh, Taman Haddad Garcia, his younger daughter, who obviously um, must have drawn the pretty picture that is on the cover. It's a great and striking cover. And I love the way you interpret the cover looking at health differently. Um, it's a quick and important read. Um, you're encouraged uh, to get it. Um, and I love the title, You Are a Formidable Marvel, as the title of Chapter 12. The book again, Healthy No Matter What. Is there a website, Dr. Haddad? Well, it can be found pretty much through any bookseller online or uh, Brick, brick no special website other than No online. special website. Okay. And uh, yes, so we, yeah, we could be found online very, very easily as well. Thanks very much for being here. Caitlin, thank you for engineering. Remember, we're brought to you by Life's First Naturals as well as thegreatagereboot.com. You can suggest guests to us or ask us questions at greatagereboot.com. Um, you're the reason we do this. That is you who have downloaded us, listened to us. Thanks very much. This is a wonderful book, um, Healthy No Matter What. Thanks for listening. This has been 1137B. Remember the A's, always the latest medical news of the week and what it means to you. The B's, great guests, and great engineering from Caitlin, as usual. Thanks again.